Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Davis is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. January 29th, 2024. Only a few more days left in the first month of the year. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Hope you're having a great start to your week. It's only just begun, so hope it's not too too bad for you. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here. Nick Roush will be here soon. And we've got a lot to talk about to get this week going. Kentucky played over the weekend, thankfully found a way to turn around just a comically bad start. Wouldn't have been so funny if they if they hadn't found a way to win. But now that they did win, we can look back and laugh about it. Maybe. Some concerning parts about it. We had a fun football Sunday. Now we get a two-week break from it for all intents and purposes. It Conference Championship Sunday, to me, almost kind of signals the end of the football season. Obviously, you still have the Super Bowl, which is the the big granddaddy of them all. But there's so much fanfare around that. There's so much buildup. At some point, you kind of forget the game's even happening. I, I don't, but you can. It's you're worried about so much other stuff on the outside. Uh, a lot of the country is going to start turning their attention to college basketball if they haven't already. So you're going to get a lot more folks watching. Talking about it, UK was on game day on Saturday. Maybe not the the best time to have the eyes of the nation watching UK as it wasn't the best start. But we'll get to that. We'll get to all of it. We'll talk about the football games yesterday. We know the teams in the Super Bowl. It'll be the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Hope I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. If you went to bed early last night, you'd have to go to bed really early. Scoots, how are you? How was your weekend? What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, TJ? I am fantastic. I got two days off this weekend. I was off Saturday and Sunday, which Saturday was my first off day of the entire year. So that was pretty nice to have not one, but two days to just chill, take it all in. Had to go to had to go over to Opa's, Oma and Opa's yesterday. Opa turned 80. So it was fun to be able to celebrate his 80th birthday with him. I did have a little bit of trauma this weekend, though, that I kind of want to tell you about. Um, so I've mentioned that Gil and I catch mice in our house, right? I've brought that up before. 
I don't know if if you have. I think when Roush was talking about it, I think you maybe mentioned like, yeah, you'll you'll see the occasional mouse during the winter every yeah. so often. But I, I didn't know necessarily it was like a reoccurring thing. It, like you, you've got a mouse problem. It, but, it happens frequently. Potentially. So about probably about a month, month or two ago, we caught like four mice in a span of two days. So we were under the assumption, you know, I, th- I think we had got them all. So we weren't really worried. We we left the traps hanging out and nothing took the bait for all that time. Until yesterday morning when it's about, it's probably about 10 o'clock. I'm sitting there playing video games and I think I hear the trap go off. But not only do I hear the trap go off, but I hear it like sliding across the floor. And I'm like, okay, well... Gil was in his room getting ready to go somewhere. He comes out all dressed, ready to go. I'm like, hey, I think there's a mouse in there. I don't, I don't, I hear the trap moving. Cause he's our mo- mouse guy. I don't, I don't know how that got established, but I, they freak me out. I do not want to clear the traps of a dead mouse. So that's kind of become his thing, right? So he, to my surprise, he just kind of looks at the trap on his way out the door and leaves. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Okay, cool. No big deal. I'm leaving about an hour from now, so I'm just going to do the same. So I go shower, get dressed, go to Old Paz, and I leave the mouse in its place. Come home, <laughs> and it's about, oh, probably 6.30, 7 o'clock, and I hear the trap moving in the kitchen. And I'm like, that guy's not dead yet? What's what's going on here? And Jacob was like, yeah, I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. He was like, it's it's still alive. It, it, the trap only got half of his head. And I was like, this guy's been hanging out for 10 hours in a mouse trap. Like, how bad does that make me feel? So I'm traumatized at this point because this mouse has been through the ringer, right? So I ask him again. I'm like, well, are you going to get it? You going to take care of it? Because I don't really. And he just looks at me and he goes, no, I can't do it. I'm like, what? what the hell? So I had to man up. I was able to throw a rag on top of the mouse and the mouse trap and pick it up that way, but I was able to grab it to where I could just unclamp the trap. So I walk Help me, Scoots, so, help me. So I walk out to the back door and I release the mouse trap. This guy drops to the ground, sure enough, sprints off. But it was very traumatic for me. Jeez Louise, Scoots. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're you're letting a, a- Poor little mouse suffer. Just wither in, just suffer. in pain. Yeah. And that's, a, you know, I wasn't, I did not want to take care of it. I had no plans to take care of it, but Gil was in the same boat and I just, I couldn't handle it. I could not hear that mousetrap move anymore. Just knowing that that little guy was suffering. I mean, everything went through my head, TJ. So I was kind of wondering, write- I was kind of wanting your advice on what you would have done in this situation. Did you just like take a knife and stab the guy? Do you like, do you do what I did? Do you hit him over the head with a shovel or something? I was I had no idea what to do, but I feel like I made the right decision. I feel like first and foremost, you need to find God and ask for some forgiveness for, <laughs> every, for, for how this all unfolded. No, I think the I'm not not a big mousetrap guy myself. They're I think so that, gross. We, yeah, I, I yeah I, I like the mouse stuff. It, it's it would it stinks. I don't remember the last time we had a mouse in our house. Maybe. Maybe in our house at St. Matthew's, we had one. Um, there may be some in our garage at our current house, but we haven't seen any inside the actual house. But I, I don't like the traps because, 
of the situation that you are just now describing, that's not totally uncommon that the trap doesn't really kill them. But secondly, even if it does, I don't, I just don't want to see like a half head smashed mouse to start my day, to finish my day mm -hmm. at any point of my day, similar to what you're referring to as well. I don't like the poison because that can kill birds outside. Yeah. There's like poison that will force the, the mice outside. So like they get them out of your house and then they kill them eventually later. So they don't come back in, but that can kill a lot of birds that, that eat mice or other animals that may eat mice. So I'm out on the poisons as well. I like a good old fashioned. If you can just catch them, and then you just let them go, ideally further away. But that's much easier said than done. I, I don't. I think once I would hear the thing moving around, I would. I would definitely have acted on that. Uh, I would not have just like ignored the sound and the movement. But I, I, I'm just looking at it from the mouse's perspective. It's it's gotten inside scoots and gills place it's heard nothing about the man room the man living room the man cave room the man kitchen it's made it it's where it's supposed to be it's moving around Ooh, a little bit of food this looks appetizing it's served up to me on this board peanut butter delicious peanut butter oh my heavens this is oh <laughs> ah, what the hell just happened ah i can't feel my body i'm i'm still with it but i let me try to kick. I, I don't know if I'm even kicking as it starts to scoot across the floor. And then it makes eyes with Gil and it's in its one good eye. It's like, Gil, please. I'm not dead. Help me. Gil just walks on out. Oh, what the hell's wrong with that guy? Then hours pass or an hour, I guess. Oh, there's somebody else. Thank God. <laughs> Scooch! <laughs> Get me out of my misery! You know, the funny thing is, we had, so when it got really cold a couple weeks ago, we had to disconnect our line for our heater, and so basically, it's dripping into a five-gallon bucket, and <laughs> we both at one point thought about just picking up the trap and tossing it in that five-gallon bucket full of water. But I mean that's what, that's that's what, almost that's almost hell? worse, right? But then we what the it, hell is wrong with these people? It came in it came into our head at the same time. We were we looked at each other. We were like, "Well, what if it floats? <laughs> then what do we do?" Then it sees you walk out of the room. It's like what the hell is wrong with it? It's like it's it's Saul Seven or whatever version of Saul they're on now. It's like what the hell is wrong with these people? I'm dying here. I'm still kicking. Help me. See, now you get then, it. It was very traumatic. <laughs> yeah, for the mouse. I mean, I was thinking about the mouse the whole time. I wasn't thinking about just does. I was thinking about that poor little guy, too. Well, you should have you, you should have helped him out earlier. And then for him to run away, I, I, you know, I guess there is at least a, a silver lining that maybe, you know, turns its life around and, and makes it out of this. Yeah. But the way you described its head makes me worried worried about that possibility. I mean, he's definitely only got half a brain. I, I feel comfortable saying that. I, I think with a half a brain, a mouse can still... I, I mean, at least if nothing else, it may provide food for another animal, which sure. at that point, it's part of the, the circle and the cycle of life. But 
up until then, you all were just going to wait for it to die and throw it away. That was the plan, yeah. But After that, it had just been bleeding out for 12 hours. No, no blood. Well, you know what the final straw was? When I walked in the kitchen to get a drink, the and this was straw. shortly after I shortly after I heard the noise again after I got home, and I looked on the floor and there was some mouse poop on the floor, and I was like, "All right, we're we're done here. There, no more of you, pal." And that was that was the final straw that had me take it outside. And I was kind of in that same mindset as you, TJ, that if I take oh. it outside, another animal can get it. Kind of a circle of life moment. If okay, okay, all right, a couple things. I'm, thank goodness there wasn't blood and brains everywhere. That would have gotten you to clean it up much earlier. Absolutely. Poor, the, Absolutely. The poor mouse's mouse biggest issue was that it wasn't a messy enough death. Poor guy. <laughs> and so then it has to defecate on itself. I mean, this mouse went out with zero dignity, Scoots. <laughs> no, he defecated on my floor. He was clean as all get out. I'm glad of oh, the inconvenient. Don't hey, I brought back a girl, Gil. If you could just stay in your room, don't worry about it. Hey, babe. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. There's mouse poop on the floor. Ignore the mouse that's twitching in pain over <laughs> off to the side. I, how did I not pick up this mouse poop? Don't look at it. Don't look at it. <laughs> the dead mouse twitching is just decor. It's a bachelor pad. You can. That's just part of the. That's part of the, the house. The ambiance. Scoot. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not sure I'm believing that it ran away either. When you say that you let it go, did it just kind of well, like kick around in pain or did it like literally did you see it like frolicking off into the grass, maybe ideally towards the beavers for So help? no, it was it was dark when I took it out, obviously, but I I released the trap and I heard it hit the ground and then before I went in I heard like a so basically like him running across leaves. So I'm assuming he's gone. You've got me feeling bad about the situation. I'm going to go out the back door oh, as soon as I, I get home and check I've, to see I've if he's got you. I've got you feeling bad about the situation. <laughs> you will both leave a poor mouse just dying for 12 hours, and I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I do. I like the idea of the mouse writing its own film, the, the mouse's perspective. I'm hoping this didn't change our who controls the mouse from here on out. Like I, I don't want to become the mouse guy just because I did this time. Well, that's a whole different that's a whole different story. I just wanted to really hammer home just how bad both of you all acted in this situation. <laughs> oh yeah, but you're yeah, you're the mouse guy now. I I don't. Gil want just that. Uh, Gil just flipped that. He he flipped that thing, flipped it and reversed it. You're now the mouse guy. Wait, a power move by Gil. I mean, just again, wrong. Both of you all are wrong in the way this thing was handled from the get go. But. At least Gil comes out on top because he no longer has to deal with this sort of stuff. You just took it. Oh, I mean, quite literally. Plot twist. I'm coming home with a cat today, and joke's going to be really on Gil because not only – he won't have to do the mouse anymore, but you got to take care of the cat. How about that? I had to get dog I had to get dog dog food so we were it was like all right let's take the let's take the kid up there there's always like bunnies and gerbils and sometimes you'll see some cats or dogs up at the pet store but not always and there was these two kittens for stale that were so cute and she really liked them she was meowing like a cat the rest of the weekend. So you can go up to that pet store and get those kittens. They were cute. I, I just, it kind of prepared me for like, at some point, she's probably going to be asking me for pets and, you know, put on her cute face and stuff like that. I'll, I'll, I think I'll have a tough time saying no, but then I'll just remember that it's a pet and you have to take care of it for potentially up to 15, 20 years. You never really know. 
And I, I think reason and rationale hopefully will win out, but you never really know with a cute toddler. You never really know. Should have so got her one yesterday. Wanted, luckily, she just wanted to play with it. She didn't. She didn't really. I, I think asking for it is kind of above her vocabulary at the moment. But yeah, I, that that could we we could someday be a cat family, but ideally not. Yeah, you could, but that's not a bad idea. That would really help control the mouse problem. You could get some snakes. Just have some snakes kind of roaming throughout the love place. Love snakes. They kind of keep to themselves yep. most of the time. So that that's another possibility. Uh, you, you've you've got some options, but in the future, can you make a promise to the Kentucky roll call audience that you won't let a suffering mouse suffer? Oh yeah, no, longer? absolutely, because that that it hurt my heart too. You're acting like I didn't have a heart for this mouse. It it really it hurt me. It was a very traumatic Sunday when I got home and heard that he was still moving. That that tore me up. Yeah, I guess the only thing is you you did make the conscious decision to leave it the first time though. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like the, you know, that's where I, I, it's glad that you feel some regret and that's good. That shows growth scoots, but <laughs> you, you are, you are responsible to some degree here, Yeah, but you saved it. You're, you know, you're, you're looking better than Gil in this whole situation. Sure. I think in the KRC power rankings, you bump back up to number one with Gil that drops Gil to number two. Wait, I had dropped out of number one. The hell. Yeah. Yeah. Gil was number one for a bit there. Next time you're going to have to let me know that. I'll, oh yeah, I'll I'll be sure to. Update I mean, there was I didn't future. know I didn't know that I needed to make some moves. You know, you're still top two. That's <laughs> good. You're still top two, which is a good way to look at it. Let's get to the Thornton's text line. Thornton's great. They take care of their customers and they give you all the best deals in town. You can get basically the breakfast of your choice or lunch or dinner, depending on the time of day, for usually under around like five or six bucks when you're putting that stuff together. I'm not sure if you've been to a fast food joint lately. It's going to be more expensive than that. And you'll save money when you're a Refresher Rewards member. They've got buy one, get ones. You'll save money at the pump each and every time. Five cents, 10 cents, 15 cents, 20 cents. Sometimes they'll do specials. You'll randomly open up the app. It'll be 25% off. 25% off. That'd be nice. 25 cents off, which is also great as well. 89 cents, 32-ounce sodas at Thornton's. Check them out today. They sponsor our text line, which the number for that is 502-414-1450. Sometimes I really rip through that number fast. Scoots, we get new listeners from time to time. They mm-hmm. may want to know the number. That's 502-414, and then the last four numbers, 1450, which is our AM signal, and 96.1 on the FM dial. Okay, let's get to a couple of these. I'm telling PETA about your mouse torture house you and Gil have. I, I don't, you, you, I'd be careful with PETA listening, Scoots. I'm not going to snitch on you. I'm not going to rat. Oh, I don't know if PETA would like you saying rat. <laughs> that would be a negative. That'd be a negative connotation with the word. They they try to avoid that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to snitch on you. But you better be careful. I'm not scared text, of Peta. A texter says, "We've had mice in our house before. You can humane mouse traps and release them in a park miles away from your house. It's a win-win. See that, that that's what I think I would go with. That that sounds like the best option to me. Uh, but a lot. And if Roush was on here, which he should be shortly." He would just say, no, you got to kill them. You got to make it fast. You got to make it swift. And then, boom, you kill the problem. But I, I like what that texture texted I, in. I, I would try to capture them and then release them far away. I tend to agree with Roush. As long as it's quick, swift, animals not tortured. Yeah. Because they're still making mice. There's always going to be mice. 
Another texter says the mouse chapter of PETA is on the phone for Scoots, and that's from Steve. <laughs> Scoots, you've really done it this time, and we're not even 25 minutes into the first <laughs> segment of the week. Is anyone surprised? Uh, we've got a texter from, oh, John. Always great hearing from John. John here. Good morning, everyone. Wow, so happy that my Chiefs and the Cats got victories this weekend. I got to do my first ever podcast for pro sports fans covering the Cats on Saturday. It was awesome. I've learned a lot from the KRC crew. Thanks to all. Tell me, have we ever seen a quarterback like Mahomes be this good so early in his career? I mean, he has done nothing but win since becoming a starter on day one. We'll got to go talk to you later. All right, we're going to talk about the NFL games as well. I just know Roush is going to have a million different thoughts and opinions on him. John, but congrats on doing some some sports reporting, sports commentary, sports media, whatever umbrella you want to technically consider it with the the pro sports fans. That seems I was kind of briefly looking into it. It seems like a cool concept. I hope it works out well for you, buddy. And thanks for chiming in on the Dash Clips post game show. That was fun on Saturday night. Busy Saturday night, Scoots. That was before I kind of agreed to do the post game show. I had some stuff just planned that we were going to do, so it, I, I'm having to try to fit everything in without canceling anything, which usually makes for not the best for all events involved. But this one was just we had dinner, nice dinner. It's a good time. Had to watch some of the UK game at the dinner and then we we did a uh, we did a little thing afterwards and was watching the game there but was able to listen to sound some of it but some of the time not not watching. But John hopped on. We had to do some of the post game show in a car. Hopefully it sounded okay. Uh, the weather wasn't great in town on Saturday night, so I was kind of giving live updates as that was going on, but it was a good time. But John, thanks for hopping on. John had a a little bit more of a pessimistic take on the game on Saturday then and I think I kind of agree with him overall like I I'm happy UK won any road win and conference play is going to be nice it's much better than the alternative but yeah I've got some I've got some issues with with the, the way things went down on Saturday we'll we'll talk about the cats and the hogs as the show goes on as for the NFL and Patrick Mahomes I definitely think there's been like more talented quarterbacks in the NFL although he's certainly in the conversation. It'd be hard not to have him in that conversation. But when you mix in talent and winning, he is, yeah, he, he's in the same breath as a, as a Tom Brady for sure. And with how relatively short time he's been in the NFL and how much he's won, it's even more impressive than Tom Brady. Uh, but he, he's still got a lot of football left to play. The bar's been set really high for him. What the thing will be with him is – He'll go on a pretty normal stretch of like three or four years without going to a Super Bowl scoots. And people will be like, has he lost it? What's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? But he's he's incredible. And they they go on the road twice in the playoffs this year and 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 get the wins over two of the other better quarterbacks in, in the NFL, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about the NFL games a little bit later. Let's keep going with the morning grab and go text. 502-414-1450. I got to know how much John paid Zay Flowers to fumble that ball. Man, I could not believe it. And watching it in real time, I was like, ah, he scored. There, oh, yeah. There's no way that it, – it's got to be – it's such a thin margin for error to be able to fumble the ball while crossing the plane and it not be that the ball's in your possession as you do it. And sure enough, just inches before the ball does come out, truly – 
an incredible break for the Chiefs and a goofy, goofy mistake from Zay Flowers, who just had an all-time bad game, just all the goofy stuff that happened. Did he bet on the Chiefs? One would would think. That that taunting penalty he had was so stupid. Like, you can't shove a guy back onto the ground and then throw a football at his head and stand over him. Like, what are you doing, dude? And in the AFC Championship game, no less. Like, there is a... I don't want to sound like a freaking 75 year old man on a Monday morning, but <laughs> they're like the, the celebrations are at times just ridiculous. Like for the most simplistic things. And it, and it crosses over to other sports as well. And I love a good celebration and I love a good taunt. And I would, I would almost even get to the point where like, you just don't let's not throw a penalty on that. Although that's certainly well past the line and the official was in his rights to call a penalty on that. But I hate the game being decided by that stuff. But then again, stop stop doing that stuff. Like if you know, there's an incompletion and you'll have like the entire secondary do the the Macarena. And it's like, <laughs> right, let's get back, let's get back and play the game, please. But that being said, sports are supposed to be fun. People are supposed to celebrate. I just sometimes it just takes up too much time. Like let's let's get back to playing. But yeah, that was a really bad decision. All around, just a terrible game from him. Another texter, morning grab-and-go texter, says, time to get a cat and continue the food chain, boys. And thankfully, there's nothing that puts out traps for us like we do for mice. Would really suck to be enjoying a Reese's Cup you found sitting on a table, and the next thing you know, boom, your neck snapped. Ouch. (laughs) That's the way you got to look at it. I I think we do need a cat. Uh, A texter says, the Dash Clips postgame show was shocking, shockingly negative after the game with John and South Georgia Wildcats. Sometimes I don't think our fans watch games outside of ours. Everyone is losing on the road and winning on the road is harder this year than I can remember. Uh, you're not wrong about that, 606 number. I, I agree that it was there. And again, I'm saying that I wasn't totally thrilled with the game, but I do appreciate road wins. And again, the alternative, this show today, if Kentucky – had lost. I promise you we wouldn't be going on 7.30 with Mouse and all this fun stuff. It, it would be a different tone on the radio show today if UK hadn't found a way to win. So I'm very happy that they did win. I just, I think big picture, I'm slightly more concerned after a win than I would have thought would be the case. If we, if you'd said on Friday, hey, TJ, you're going to win the game, and it's not going to come down to the final shot or anything like that, but you're not going to really feel good about things on Monday. You're going to feel a little bit worse about things on Monday. I'd be surprised by that, but that's where I'm at. So let's take a break. We'll come back. Hopefully Roush will be joining us when, when, well, hold on. Do we have one more grab and go texter? This happened to refresh the text line, Scooch. What the heck? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah. It's acting fun. I don't know what's going on with it either. All right, one more. Uh, the refs missed a lot of pass interference, defensive hold calls, not called on the Chiefs in the Ravens game. Yeah, I saw somebody said that the Chiefs averaged six penalties per game, but they didn't have, I think, more than two in either of their playoff games the last two weeks or something like that. It, it, could a team potentially just kind of clean th- stuff up in the playoffs? Maybe a little bit, but yeah, they did get away. I, I've seen some some videos on Twitter. Seems like they got away with a little bit. That stuff happens. I don't believe in this conspiracy that they wanted the Chiefs into the Super Bowl, although it is pretty juicy with the Taylor Swift storyline. So we need to still talk about the cats and the hogs, take it all in, what happened on Saturday, and we'll still get into some football talk 
from a pretty electric Sunday with just some questionable coaching decisions, to say the least. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush is joining us at now. He's here, ready to rock and roll. Roush. Oh, he's having some technical difficulties. Now he's not. Got to unmute, Ralph. Hey, the microphone turned on. There we go. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Um, oh. And it sounds terrible. Of course yeah. it does. Terrible. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We could test this stuff out before we got on. That would be cool. Well, while we get on at seven. <laughs> You're, you're not muted. You're not muted either. If you if you can go back to hearing us or not, it's crazy. Nobody's just. <laughs> can you mute yourself? So this doesn't sound better. But now we... yes, it's just delayed. You ruin everything, Ralph. <laughs> He's you out. Ruin everything. He said, "I'm out of here." Not deal. The audacity to say if only we could test this stuff out, or that was he, that was tongue in cheek, right? <laughs> All right, are you back? I think I'm back. I don't know. Yeah, right, you, you sound good. Way better. Yeah, it's, it's weird. After just a, a quick test run, it always gets back to working. Well, we can't do anything during the commercial breaks. So, like, I, I was sitting there for a while and I couldn't hear anything. I thought something was off, so I was messing with things, and all of a sudden you started talking. But yeah. Sports Um, sports talking. Scoots, why don't you just throw the mouse in a bag and smash it against the wall? I've done that before. You have to do that sometimes. Golly, Roush. That's worse than what I did. Much worse. You sit there for 12 hours in a mousetrap. That is 10 times worse. You just grab it with a plastic bag, and you throw it in the trash can really hard, and you take care of business that way. Oh, heavens. Throw it against the wall or whatever. I don't like that option. I mean, I don't, obviously, but whatever PETA scrutiny comes the way of, of this show, it, just, it's it's earned from you two. I love that TJ's like, yeah, you just catch and release. It's like, yeah, because that those traps work. That'll that'll get the job. Done. Well, obviously, the the trap that Scoots worked didn't didn't work or used didn't work. And then my buddy, it was it was funny. Well, it wasn't funny, but he sent us a picture, and there was like this ginormous owl. He's got this covered patio. It was this ginormous owl, and he was like, kind of weird to have this owl here in the middle of the day, and it was just like staring inside their window, and it was like, man, that's pretty crazy, but that owl's huge. Wow, that's kind of cool, though. And then the next snap was like, the owl's dead, and the owl was just like laying on the patio, and it had eaten a mouse that had been poisoned by like mouse poisoning, and it it was like looking in the window for help, for like, modern medicine, help me. But it was too late, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that's, that's why poison's bad, too. Just snap them in half. 
Take yeah, care I mean, when you put it like that, though, it just it doesn't sound doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't sound great. But uh, no, it is funny. You went to the pet store this weekend. I too went to the pet store. Gave the oh. dog a bath. Um, nice. Yeah, he's smelling good. Still, just you know, his old age. Uh, this morning was going great until he decided to take food from the baby's hand. So, uh, baby was mad, upset. So that that was just a whole ordeal. Animals. Um, out. Just. Out on animals. They're just, I'm out. I'm out. Well, Dan Campbell's an animal for some of those coaching decisions. I I didn't mind him. It was like, because that's what they do, right? Like maybe a donkey type of animal. So in my mind, with like the going forward on fourth down people, I I, I changed my tune to go up three scores. But, like, if Dan Campbell is going to do that and his team is well aware that that's what they're going to do, then go do that. Uh, Josh Reynolds, why don't you catch a freaking pass, right? Like, that, he should have caught that on that one fourth down. Um, and then the ball started bouncing the wrong way. It was the most Lions way to lose. The coaching decision that needs to be just it, – it's baffling. The Lions actually do a great job of marching down the field. They're – should have scored uh, with like a minute and 15 to go, uh, but the backup tight end steps his foot out of bounds at the four-yard line. So they decide to run the football, and then they burn a timeout. It's like if you're going to – if it's third and goal and you're going to run the football, you decide you're going to try to run the football to get in the end zone, you have to have your fourth down call ready because burning the timeout, the game, you, like you, you end the game because you don't give your chance, your defense a chance to get the stop. At that point, you may, you – it's silly to have any timeouts left. Like you wasted a lot more clock by yes. not using your timeouts when you made that. And I, that wasn't the plan. Nobody in a million years would think that's a plan, but you're hundred percent right. Once you decided to use that timeout, you were basically relying on the onside kick, which yeah. if you're going to rely on the onside kick, then you may as well, you know, you're kind of hosed anyways, but you'd like to have all burn all your timeouts, save as much time as you possibly could have. It was a bad decision. I think you can make a case that like every every 50-50 decision that he made, if you want to consider them 50-50 decisions, could be considered like the wrong decision. And it just didn't seem consistent. Like kicking the field goal there before halftime, you know, from the from the three-yard line with seven seconds left. Well, I, I, I get it. You want to make it a three-possession game, but right. then – Literally, just what coming out of the the half, you you could have made it a three possession game. Well, well I think I think the the, the 49ers scored there to make it a ten point game, but I don't know. There I, there was I, I have them written down just the different the, times. The half the reason one, why the reason why you don't go for it there is because part of the reason you go for it on fourth down deep in the other team's territory is because of field position. But field position doesn't matter before halftime, so you just take the points. Yeah, but you know, three points versus. Verse seven on the road, NFC Championship game. Uh, but again, you know, I'm I'm, I'm fine with, with kicking the three there. It's just when you kick the three there and then you decide some other opportunities not to. But I get it. Field position do, mm-hmm. does matter in that spot. San Fran uh, kicked it on their opening drive. They kicked a field goal to make it 14. Yeah, so. I, I think I would have probably tried to tie the game up once San Francisco had all the momentum and you, you could have made it 27-27, but instead you go for it in that situation. It, it, it doesn't work out. Yeah, I, I've got uh, there was there was several different issues I had, but I guess if they work out, you're talking about it differently. But the odds, he I think he went against the odds a couple different times, and it, it bit him in the butt yeah. or the kneecap for his. I just 
It, it was the ultimate um, horse grenades day from a gambling perspective because um, not only was it like I, I had the Bills money on pregame and you're you're just you're you can't believe what you're seeing. It's like wow, they're just they're just putting it on them. They're they're kicking their ass. This is incredible. Um, but two two single game parlays come up ten yards short on one leg, and one of them, uh, Rasheed Rice had it, but a uh, ticky tack holding penalty overturned the the call. So that was a that was a s- swift kick to the groin. I I, I did decide to TJ. I, I'm an, I wasted three weeks of betting against Patrick Mahomes. I just as soon as the line came out, I bet Chiefs money on. It's just like screw it, I'm doing it. Uh, they were dogs initially. I think a lot of people had a similar thought, and it's now I think around a pick 'em because um, they open as two and a half point dogs. But um, a Super Bowl rematch between the Niners and the Chiefs. I don't have an issue with the Super Bowl. Like I don't like these teams, but they. I, I don't really know what NFL teams outside of the Packers I really do like. Like I mean, I, I guess there's maybe a couple that I'm a little bit more partial to. I don't. I don't like the 49ers. I don't like the Chiefs. I wish neither one would win a Super Bowl. But thank heaven, Lamar Jackson's not in the Super Bowl. Man, he's. I can. Tough. I can exhale. Whew, he like, was so bad. He doesn't have the chops, Roush. He just doesn't have the chops to win the big one. He's in the same boat as Dan McDonald, Jeff Walsh, Lamar Jackson. Can't win the big one. It just I don't he made one big throw. He had one nice long run. But the the Ravens just what a choke job. They absolutely melted in that moment. I know the Lions, like the Lions at least played well. The Ravens, there was never a moment where they were the team that they were the entire year. They couldn't run the football at all. Uh, their receivers were dropping passes. You all mentioned Zay Flowers, that guy. What what a fraud. Um, that was hilarious. And I, I'm with you, TJ, where uh, I, you know it would have been cool to see the Lions in there, but these are probably the two best teams. You know, so I, I you know, I'm, I'm not going to be mad about it. And they, the best quarterbacks in there. Uh, I love the conspiracy theories. Um, especially the logo one where it's like, oh, the logo this year's red. So they're going to have two red teams. Like, I know there's only two teams in the NFL that wear red. So it had to be these two, right? Well, doesn't the, didn't the logo have purple on it though, too? So people were it like, did. it's going to be the yeah. Raven. It's going to be the Ravens. And so I think this actually broke the Super Bowl logo curse slash superstition. But yeah, I know that Zay Flowers just did some ridiculous things, but the Ravens defense, which I was wrong, were very, very, very wrong about in the preseason. They were really, really good. I did not think they were going to be as good as they were. They were debatably one of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best defense in the NFL. But you hold the Chiefs to 17 points, zero in the second half. You should win and, that football game. And Lamar can only muster up one touchdown again. The and Zay it was all the first quarter, like one explosive play. That's it. But, like, that interception was – horrible yeah, like so you just bad. i mean you can't do that that was really bad the fumble i I'll, i won't give him you, you can't give him all blame but he's not blameless either because you got to have a little bit better pocket awareness there he's almost gotten a little too comfortable in the pocket as he's become a better passer and he has become a better passer he's almost become too comfortable just kind of in the pocket that's you're it's a ticking time bomb back there like they're going to get to you at some point so that fumble was pretty bad 
but yeah, that one interception was just, you had to get points there and, and you, you didn't, you didn't come away with anything. So yeah, pretty, pretty poor performance from him. Jordan Love, the same amount of playoff wins this year as Lamar Jackson. It really makes you think. It really does make you think. Scoots, are you boycotting the Super Bowl because uh, Taylor Swift is going to be on camera every once in a while? Uh, no. Matter of fact, I am actually excited to watch for that exact reason. I, everybody is hated on this whole Taylor Swift thing. I'm the one guy that I I love it. I love seeing I her in the crowd. I love seeing her go nuts for the Chiefs. It's It's been a lot of fun for me. I don't. I don't understand being legitimately upset yeah, about it. Right. Like it, it, they show her a couple times. I don't, I don't get it. I, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't. I, I mean, don't get she's it. the one of the biggest celebrities, if not the biggest celebrity in the world. She's gonna get shown on TV if she's at a game. But I think yeah, it provides uh, for a lot of cool moments, like the the whole moment with her and Travis after the game, hugging, kissing, doing all that. And then I don't know if y'all saw this, but have you seen the picture of her and Andy Reid pointing at each other when they're up on the podium getting their trophy? Andy Reid just pointing at her; she's pointing back at him. It's it, you just get moments like that, which makes it a lot of fun. Did you see her tell the the camera to leave her alone? No, I missed I did that. Not. Like CBS was showing her and she mouthed to the camera, like, leave me alone. And the camera did like cut out instantly after that. On the flip side, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I should, I, I'm so dumb. I can't believe I'm still so naive. Like, when everybody was making a big deal about this, I realized it was a real thing, Roush, that like, oh, yeah, people are, are getting worked up about this I, I one way or another. I thought it was a bid initially. I like. It I, seemed I, like a bid initially. Like, oh yeah, people are gonna get worked up about this, and like I, people did, but it was kind of like, huh, look at them getting worked up about it. We knew that was gonna happen. That's funny, but now it's turned into a, a huge thing. Like where people, there's a line has been drawn in the sand where either you have to like like it or dislike it. <laughs> it's so weird. It, it's if the money aspect of it is intriguing from the NFL, I think somebody had come up with like a money figure of how valuable she's been, how they come up with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What it is, what it is, but there's no doubt that she has brought in a ton of people to the NFL that weren't in the NFL. And I, I would bet that there's a bunch of people that were into the NFL that weren't into her that have gotten into her uh, probably more so the other way than that way but especially people in Kansas city, I would imagine it's just, it's good for business. It seems like probably for both parties. I think we also know how the script's going to go with this whole thing, but I don't, I don't care. It's just a different, it's a different storyline. It, it, it's not going to last forever. Just like all the other NFL storylines. It's not going to last forever. Remember when Tebow kneeling was the biggest thing in the world and all that yeah. stuff and you couldn't and get enough of it. Far of retiring, unretiring, retiring, unretiring. This is just another one, but uh, I, I just can't wait to hear her have some songs about like following the Chiefs. Is she gonna make fun of the Ravens for choking? Like, is she gonna drop? The, is she gonna drop that into the lyrics? You know, I I, I drop my my flowers like Zay on the goal line or something like. I don't know. You could get creative. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not a mu a billionaire music musical artist that would be fun if she wrote if she did an album just based on her time following the chiefs <laughs> be a lot of fun now super Bowl parties are going to be it's going to be much more inclusive for all peoples across all different sorts of entertainment genres 
you're probably going to have some like Taylor Swift themed Super Bowl parties. Oh. Which Taylor Swift era are you going to wear to your Super Bowl party, Roush? See, I don't, I don't know what her eras are. I like it's one of those things that I've like, I haven't tried to not to like avoid her music, but I just don't, I just don't listen to it. I don't know. Like, and they don't. There's like maybe one of the songs they play on the radio, but I don't, I don't know the different eras. Is there a football era? I'll be, I'll go as the football era. It's like her different albums or different eras of her life. So like you've got the red, you've got the fearless, you've got the lover. I like the, uh, the one 1989. I like that one. That, right, that, that, that was the last time I listened to Taylor Swift. And that, that just was all bangers. Every one of them was, was great. Styles on that one. That's my song. It's my jam. All right. I got to pull it up. Scooch, do you have anything to add to this? Uh, not the 1989 album. No. I was I was bigger into the early Taylor Swift, the Fearless album, stuff like that. I'll I'll okay, I'll read I'll read these for you. Uh, the 1989 one, Taylor Swift full first full pop album, inspired by the golden era of the 80s pop and glittery crop tops and freshly cut Bob a Bob aided her evolution to pop stardom. Ooh, okay. I'll so I need glitter. You need you need to be flashy. Okay. Big right. time I'll flashy. Very, very flashy. Scoots, Scoots you're, you're fearless. You're fearless. I've got Swift's second album, Fearless, established her as a crossover artist with the success of singles, Love Story, and You Belong With Me. Fearless wow. remains the most awarded album in country music history, including album of the year, blah, blah, blah. Her style for this album consisted of sparkly fringe dresses, ball gowns, her signature lucky number 13 painted on the back of her hand. So they actually say that Fearless and 1989 are pretty similar. Um, it looks like maybe the the Fearless is a little bit more formal, Ooh, if you will. Okay. Okay. So, Scooch, you're going to maybe wear like a tux, like a glittery tux. Oh, I, Roush, you, you said, can wear a little bit more party atmosphere. You said glittery gown. That's what I had planned. Well, you can go glitterly, glitter, glitterly clown, glitterly clown. <laughs> also, doesn't it make sense that Roush picked 1989 and I picked Fearless, which is a little more classy? Doesn't it add up? Oh, so you're just a little more classy? Is that what you're <laughs> trying to say, Scoots? I've got a. I think I would go Reputation. Ooh. And after the drama with Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, Swift disappeared from the public eye for a year. <gasps> Did she really? Whoa. Yeah, well, I guess this is what that says. <laughs> what it says. That was, came... that was objectively like one of the funnier Kanye moments, right? Like that was that was the start of him unraveling. But very funny though to just storm up on stage. Like... Yeah, yeah, what a goober! When she came back with Reputation, she gave us an aesthetic we'd never seen from her before. The moody style of this album was emphasized by dark lipstick, black bodysuits, and snake motifs. Ooh, so you're gonna wear a snake? So I'm Which a bad, so I'm a bad boy. I'll, uh, I'll go, to, I'll go to my Super Bowl party dressed up as a bad boy. Somebody I know, I, they had, um, they turned thirty over the weekend. Somebody I went to UK with, and she had a Britney Spears theme party. So she got the yellow snake and like a legit snake to be her party prop. So where did she get, like, where did she rent this snake from? I, that I don't know, but I would think it would just be easier to get a toy snake. Because I would but, just, I, I agree. I would think the toy snake would be better. I think that's kind of like uh, corny to go to a pet store and be like, for my 30th birthday party, I need to borrow this for three hours. Um, but if you have a friend with a big snake, I guess it'd be a different story. Hour number two, we're going to talk cats and hogs. 
After this on the Big X Sports Radio, this is Kentucky Roll Call. Go, go. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your Monday. Thanks for listening and replay the show 9 to 11. Get the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And Roush, where's your favorite place in Louisville to get some tacos? Um, it's a no-brainer, Salsaritas. I prefer to get the nachos there, though, because it includes the wildly addictive chips. I got the little seasoning on it that's oh so tasty. They're white, they're crunchy. And the move is to get the chips on the side. So do that for Super Bowl Sunday. Get some Salsaritas catered for your big party. You'll be the king of the party when you show up with – Big old bag of those wildly addictive chips, some of their hot salsa, some guacamole, salseritas, so good. And download the app when you go, and you're going to save a ton of money. Two locations, one in St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane and one in Middletown, salseritas. It's so, so good. And TJ, right now the cats aren't playing so, so good. And you know what? That That's okay because um, – I don't think you can flamethrowers. The thing about them, they run out of fuel. So you need time to reload. I am going to be optimistic and say, I would rather Kentucky get cold now than in March. So there's, there's, there's my spin. There, there is some truth to like, there's ebbs and flows to the season. Think of a roller coaster. You don't want to be to that Kentucky team with, with not with Maxi with Ty Ty Washington, they peaked a little too soon. Now, yep. Again, part of that was injuries and whatnot, but that team was playing its best basketball in late January, and unfortunately it was not playing its best basketball in March. I can definitively say right now this U.K. team is not playing its best basketball. <laughs> I feel comfortable yeah. in saying that. Now, there's reasons why maybe they're not. They're still adding a new piece, it seems like, every single game. And, then and, when they add a, and when they add a piece, it seems like they're losing a piece. So the roster hasn't been set. It wasn't on Saturday, even though you did get a duty arrow back, and it was great to have him back. But Rob Dillingham was out with a stomach illness, which I guess they weren't worried about being contagious, which it, it is what it is. I, I it, had a very old man take watching him on the bench. I'm like, how can you be too sick to play, but you can sit on the bench? Like I it just, you know, no, it's totally fair. And again, like it, it's not probably fair to Dillingham to like right. speculate what's wrong or not wrong. I also don't ever get like, you know, the speculating about things. People always say, well, would you like it if they did it about you? If I was an athlete and people were speculating about an injury, I don't, I can't imagine a scenario. I, I would care. I would care more if they were speculating about non-injury stuff. like Right, like uh, attitude drama stuff. Yeah, yeah, but UK brings this on by being as vague as they are over the years with injuries, sometimes just totally misleading. 
and, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes I think they're being honest and there's actual situations going on and they're reporting them actually. But far too often, they've just wanted things to be super quiet. So they, they do allow this stuff to kind of manifest into whatever it's going to manifest to. But that being said, you, you hope that Dillingham's going to be back Wednesday. If he's not, then I think it'd be fair to wonder what kind of illness this is going on. But uh, you didn't have him and Roush. You missed him. You missed him yeah. really early on. I was you, you think with the backcourt this of this team, well, they've got so many people. If they're missing one or somebody gets in foul trouble, not going to be the end of the world. Well, they lost to UNC Wilmington without one of their top guards. And it looked like against Arkansas, things were going to go really poorly and did go really poorly without one of their other top guards in Dillingham. What what was it? One of fifteen to start the game, I think. Yeah, it was uh it was bad. Uh, they only had 24 points in that first half. Um, and the thing was, too, a lot of the misses were just dead-eye misses to, as well. Like Good right shots. There, they yeah. looked like they were going in. That, it, that it, read layup. There was a couple layups. It was just like, how did those not go in? Yeah, two, two read opportunities early on where you're like, damn it, and now it's going to get in his head. Luckily, it did not. But 10 points at the seven-minute mark. I mean – this team was scoring 100 a game, basically, for a stretch. Yeah, when they had scored, after I did the postgame show against Georgia, and I mentioned this on Saturday night, I was like, I, we talked about what does an off night even look like for this UK team? They're just oh. too good. Like an off night, what, in the 80 points or something like that? Now we've had back-to-back -back games where the offense has been off. I'll give South Carolina more credit than Arkansas because Kentucky hat was having good looks against Arkansas. They just weren't dropping. Uh, it, we know what an off night looks like. All right, we get it. I to the basketball higher powers. I ask and we shall receive. I understand. <laughs> I I know what a UK off night looks like. It's, it's, it's averaging like they've got injury luck sort of thing. Like wait 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 hold up hold yeah. up. We we did it. We we opened our big fat dumb mouths and they started missing shots. Only thirty seven percent from the field. But one person who did stay hot was Antonio Reeves. Um, I'm bad at math, but. That's what, 50, 61 points in two games at Bud Walton Arena in the last year. So he does pretty well down there. 24, he had half the, half the team's points in the first half. That was just – and the worst part of it all, TJ, is like the, the, the part that frustrated me is just like this Arkansas team sucks. Like, They're bad. They, they, they are so bad. Um, L. Ellis just must be allergic to winning basketball. Uh, well, and I hate I hate saying this, but like L. Ellis was a big issue for Arkansas. I mean, for him to play 32 minutes, he got scored on frequently and he hit a couple shots and some of them were timely to kind of keep Arkansas in it or just kind of keep the, the momentum flowing. But he still went three at 10 and uh, had five turnovers like he's not a I'm not trying to be mean to him, but he's just not a great basketball player. Nope. Nope, he's not great. This Arkansas team is bad, um, and Kentucky, they ended up turning it on, and we we got the good moment when Reed has the steal and then dunks it on the other end to take the lead, and it's like, okay, finally, they're asserting themselves. But I do, um, I do worry about, like, if there's going to be any sort of long-term worry, it's, is this just a, an away thing? Is, is Kentucky... Can they only can they only have great offense when they're at home? 
that 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 I think is what maybe some people might be asking there. I haven't pulled up the splits, but they've kind of struggled on the road and I know everybody struggles to win on the road. We're not trying to act like a uh, walk here and say that it's it's not a difficult thing, but early on they just didn't handle the adversity very well. And so maybe this is just a, uh, another one of those mid-conference play learning opportunities. I, I don't know, but it that that that's my one lingering kind of question is like was this just a a, a thing where when things are going well, like the, are they great front runners? Right? Are they the 49ers? Now the 49ers, they finally came from behind and got a win yesterday, but that's kind of what Kyle Shanahan was known for, was being a great front runner. Is this Kentucky team just a bunch of great front runners? That that's my only big time worry. Uh, because this Arkansas team stunk and they should have done what they did in the second half and kind of all right, put their foot down and take that game over and go ahead and win the damn thing. Well, and they ultimately did late in the game. UK hit big shots. It, the offense looked a lot more similar to what we were used to. It was pass, 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 shoot, shot yep. goes in. It so it seemed UK finished the game well, and it should have probably been in like a 10, 11 point win. It ended up only being six because of like a stupid foul there with two seconds left and all that sort of stuff. But right. neither here nor there. But they they pull. I mean, they went and won that game. It wasn't like Arkansas lost it. And Arkansas hit some shots just to kind of keep pace and keep it interesting. And all right, oh, Kentucky's up six. Arkansas comes down, hits a three. It's back to a three point game. So Arkansas didn't necessarily wave the white flag. But in the first half, they, they lost that game in the first half, Arkansas did. when, yeah. And I said really, after the game, it was just like, half. if you're an Arkansas fan, you know this team's not very good, but UK's going 1 of 15, and they're like very much still in the game. That should never in a million years happen. So I like that UK won a game like this. I like that they found a way on the road in a hostile environment to be able to overcome just a god-awful shooting night. I don't think you're going to see UK ever start a game worse with this group. And so, and I don't know if you're going to see them just have as bad as a shooting night as they had, as they did on Saturday. And to be able to say all those things and still it be a win with college game day in town and it being such a raucous atmosphere, that's not nothing. That matters. This team will grow from that sort of stuff and be better because of it. And I am happy about that. My only, like, my biggest concern, and the reason that I have like a, a semi negative spin on the game from Saturday, Roush, is just the, the confirmation and the physical proof of knowing that stuff can happen with this team. Where I did think that they couldn't have a shooting night as bad as we saw against Arkansas right. and that they couldn't have a stretch. Like, I mean, long stretches, almost the entire first half really of playing so poorly. And that with that first half, that was four straight bad halves of basketball for UK. The last half of Georgia, the two halves against South Carolina and that first half against Arkansas. And that you just can't have, four bad halves in March, you'll get eliminated. I mean, you're very, very, very lucky to survive two. You're probably not going to survive three. You're not – you just won't make it four. I mean, it's just impossible right. to to do that for four. So you can't – so I guess that's why my biggest concern is like, oh, man, like this team can do that. 
And I, I don't know if up until then I knew that. Like, the UNC Wilmington was a bad game. And I knew this team would have some issues struggling defensively. They're still going to have some issues struggling defensively. But just to know that they can put up just a complete stinker, this game, we move past regular season games pretty quickly. Somebody hold me to this. Like, in two weeks, are you still thinking about that Arkansas game? I do think in the back of my mind, this little stretch, South Carolina and Arkansas – if UK is a two seed and they're playing a 15 seed in March, like that's going to be in the back of my mind. Well, what if they just go Arkansas to start this one? They did lose to St. Peter's a few years ago. You know, you can lose. I just think pretty much any performance Roush. Now I'm going to have this doubt in the back of my mind that like, uh, yeah, yeah. to bring it, to make it a personal, what you're supposed to do in radio, you know, make personal stories, let your listeners connect with you. My dog running away as much as he has. Really annoying. We're not really seeing eye to eye. I think that's been pretty clear on the radio show. Now, anytime I let him out, I, in the back of my mind, I'll have the worry of, is he going to run away? Like, you know, I don't think he is. It's raining. The weather's nasty. I think, you know, he's probably going to want to come inside where it's nice and warm. But is there, and I'm not talking about right now, but just using that as an example. I, I don't think it's right, raining right, outside right. right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, that, that possibility is on the table. The possibility of UK just going out and everybody missing. I really, maybe I'm dumb to think that that, I didn't think that that could happen. Now we've seen and we know that it can't happen. But at least on Saturday, they turned it around. They ended, the, your usual suspects, they they turned it on when they needed to. Reed had been quiet lately. That's why I kind of felt good about his overs is because. Ooh, well, that was a bit. Biggest play I've had in a while. Loved getting that one home. The combo. You just kind of felt like they were going to force it with him. And I'm glad they stuck with it because he he, he missed some shots early that like, how did they not go in? That one three looked like it was perfect. The layup looked like it was perfect. But I'm glad that they stuck with it. I'm glad Reed stuck with it. And he, you know, he hit that dagger three, which really put the game away and, and took any hope away from Arkansas. So big game from Reed as well. Trey did the Trey stuff. Reeves, as you already mentioned, Roush. So at the end, all's well that's in well, but I will be, this will be in the back of my mind probably the rest of the season. I I hope in the back of your mind, you still keep the fact that Trey Mitchell has been a steady Eddie through it all. Even when he's not great, 10 and 11 is very solid. Um, And he's, and he's good for one of those 20 point games too, to pop up. Uh, And then Reeves, consistently scoring at the level that he has, that doesn't feel like he's just going to get cold and I got to knock on wood and all that. But the way he's taking the ball to the rim, uh, that that just opens up his game so much more and makes him so much more consistent. Um, I, I was a little worried because DJ had been playing so well and then he loves that that left-handed scoop shot, and finally he didn't get his body enough into the guy, and he gets swatted at the rim. D- DJ, that had me a little bit worried, but I, I do think that the good news is is it felt like, um, you know, lineup talk. People love good old lineup talk. Felt like Cal recognized who was playing well, who wasn't, and he let those guys go. Um, Aaron Bradshaw. Not having it. it. wasn't his day. Justin Edwards, not his day. Those guys didn't play. It was a big Hugo game. Um, Adu, he had a cup of coffee, only 12 minutes, but uh, Hugo, 25 minutes. And letting his presence be felt. Like, thank you, Ugana. <laughs> like, love the shot blocking. Love to see it. 
he, he we still need a little bit more from him. But yeah, I, I if if I I don't like doing the whole lineup talk the whole time because I feel like you can. It's an argument that you can always win, right? Like you nobody's frame, ever wrong, right? Exactly. You you can always frame it to where you're correct. But Reed Shepard played 35 minutes and he should have because he was one of the few guys that you felt like okay when the ball is in his hands. There's a chance that something's good is not going to happen. It's not a guarantee, but I at least feel like something good uh, can happen on the horizon here. Yeah. So you have the other two seven footers combined for fifth or fourteen minutes, one shot taken, five rebounds, zero blocks. You gonna twenty five minutes, six points, four rebounds, three blocks. He, he dominated the five minutes. And South Georgia Wildcat, after the game, asked me, Roush, he said, all right, what's your, what's your seven-man rotation? And I took way too long of a time kind of putting together the pieces. But the obvious answers are Trey, Wagner, Reeves, Shepard, Dillingham will be in the fold. And then I think the arrow absolutely has to be in the fold just because of his yep. toughness. He, it was nice to see him back. He only played 12 minutes, though. So that gives you six right there. And then I was like, well, you got to have – next up are the seven-footers. You have to have one of those seven-footers. But if, you, if you're if rounding out seven, that means you can only have one of them because I'm not, I'm not picking any of those other ones over the other six that I have there. So who is, you know, who is your seventh? And I really think you can make a case for any of them. Maybe Big Z's a, a distant third just because he's a little – further behind just from conditioning and going back and re-watching the game where I wasn't interrupted, you know, in the car and doing that or whatnot. He only played two minutes. I I, I do think Cal said before the game basically he was like, yeah, the defense is behind. So I'm not I'm gonna kind of take it easy on him this game. His conditioning does look like he he even though it was just two minutes, he looked a little tired. Uh, defensively, he he moved all right in that two minutes. I, I watched pretty much every step that Big Z took during that that two minutes, that three minutes that he was on the floor. He, he did fine. He does just. I think conditioning is probably going to be a bigger issue with him. So, assuming that he's going to be a third, it's Ugunna or Bradshaw most likely for who is your winner at the seven. Bradshaw provides a little bit more offense, but he also struggles defending and. He just fouls a bunch. He has a tough time staying on the floor without fouling. Ugana, not as good offensively as either one of the two. He is running towards the rim a little bit better. He's getting some putbacks and he's getting some alley-oops. That's nice to see, but he's not going to stretch the floor and knock down threes. I think his jump shot's actually okay, but it should be the last option and understandably so. But he's much further along defensively than at least Bradshaw is, and we haven't seen much of Big Z, but assuming more so than Big Z as well. It's a tough question, Roush, and I think for the time being, I'm just taking the sure thing with the defense and Uganda and saying we've got enough offense from the other four guys, and I'm rolling with that. But I really think the trick question or the trick answer here is how about, you know, maybe all the seven-footers, they get some time together on the bench every so often. I, I don't think that's sustainable for an entire 40-minute game, but let's let Trey Mitchell and Adu run the 4-5. or five. They're, they're kind of interchangeable there. Yeah, you're going to give a little bit up inside. You may give a little bit up on the boards, although Kentucky did. Um, they're holding their own rebounding-wise. They they got out-rebounded against Arkansas, but it was close. Maybe you just go back to the old small ball lineup, too. I, I want to see more of that as well, but 
I, I do think that's probably going to be the last option for Calipari, unfortunately. So I guess I'm going with Ugana, but I'd also like to see just small ball five. You think that's going to happen, though? No, uh, no, I don't think we're going to see much of it. But, but you, yeah, it, he, he, Ugo was the the center that was playing well, and he stuck with him, and it worked. So, Cal trying to find the hot hand. I think he did enough on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't going to get too worked up on it because big picture wise, like unless you have an absolute flamethrower team, even and even those teams have their. Ups and downs. Kentucky's in a little bit of a down right now, but it's all right, Scoots. It's all right. TJ, I was going to ask. I was kind of loosely paying attention to the postgame show the other night. Did you all bring up a scenario where all three seven-footers are on the floor at the same time? Do I remember hearing that? South Georgia Wildcat was like, let's just get silly with it. Let's have some fun with it. I agree. I'd like to see like three possessions of that just to see what it'd look like. I think that'd be funny. Why not? who's Who's out on the floor with them? In that scenario. Well, you, you just would want it to be as big as possible. So you, you'd have Trey Mitchell out there as well and probably a do running point. <laughs> I just want to go big. I'm here for it. Let's try it. It would be hilarious <laughs> that like in an exhibition game against Georgetown, you just run out that lineup. See, it'd be good. I mean, you're probably scoring. You should hopefully score frequently. You're much bigger. Uh, dribbling would be tough. Some of the smaller on-the-ball defenders would have some chances to poke the ball away. But, uh, yeah, that was, it was a good time. But South Georgia Wildcat did make a more serious point, Roush. It's like UK goes to all this trouble for Big Z and, and Cal won't even play the guy. And I, he should have played more than two or three minutes. I don't think him playing double-digit minutes with the way the game unfolded on Saturday w- was overly realistic. I guess I wouldn't have been shocked if it did happen. But, like, it, you know, probably should have been closer to eight or nine minutes somewhere in that ballpark. But is it really worth getting too upset about five minutes for Big Z? In the grand scheme of things, probably not. And he'll – I have a feeling he'll play more against Florida on Wednesday. Yeah, I initially said – I initially said that feels like a good get-right game. The offense starts to click again. I do think the offense is going to look better, but I I bet that's going to be a close game. Just It's it's Monday. I have until Wednesday, which, by the way, we're going to have a betting expert on on Wednesday. Going to get you – make you some money on the cats and and gators hopefully but i'm probably gonna take florida to cover whatever the points are i'll take uk to win but i'll probably take florida to cover just because i think kentucky there may be a little look ahead oh saturday is a colossal college basketball day you get i think houston kansas you get duke unc and you get kentucky tennessee i think all those are like top 15 matchups just off the jump Long Connects averaging 32 points per game over his last six, five or six. One of the yeah, two. I mean, Saturday is going to be crazy. Yeah. Which is the college game day, folks. That, you really that, drop the ball. You, you go to UK, Arkansas. Arkansas is 500. And that's, I, I think they picked that in advance. They, so they pre playing that. Yeah. yeah. But, and this week they're going to Duke UNC, which, oh, how original. But they should have gone to Iowa State for the Kansas game last week. And then, really, they probably should be coming to Rupp Arena for the Tennessee game. You can go to the, you can go to the Duke UNC well anytime you want. And UK, UK and UT, they've been good together, especially in the in the Rick Barnes and the Bruce Pearl era. Since John Calipari's been there, they've they've had several good teams. But it's not so often you get top ten UK Tennessee. So college game day. Instead, you go to UK Arkansas. Yeah, 
I get it. It's pre-planned, but did you watch uh, it? No, no. Uh, I watched it. It was pretty good. They had some new faces on there. Um, it was solid. Yeah. They, they still do the QT games. They got to just stop doing it. Like, they need to start making it in more intimate or original setups. Setting. Yeah. Stop doing it in empty arenas. Arkansas brought a decent amount of fans, and it's probably like, more than average place. But just an empty arena is not fun. No, it's not a good backdrop. Like you uh, know, go to like a cool building, like go to an Arkansas practice facility, or like if they have a historic building on campus, or you know, we we'll take you to the meat processing facility, show you how the the hogs are made, or something ooh, like that. Go to Willie T when you're at UK. Really team would be awesome. Yeah. And like have all the people on the other levels up there and stuff. That yeah. would be cool. Again, I, I'd be much more willing to, to watch. I did watch it, though. It was fine. I, I didn't my, get to see the half-court shot, though. I don't know if that went in or not. I don't think uh, it did. I missed that. My, my Man, Jess Sims, they're trying to make her a thing, and she's just not – she just she just isn't very good. I don't know. Like I, I just get big Peloton energy from Jess Sims <laughs> where it's just a lot of empty words. Um, they cut away from it. Um, but did you, did you go back and watch her post game interview with John Calipari? No, there was a picture. So we have access to USA Today's database of pictures. And there's this picture of Cal making this weird face. And I was like, why is he making this strange face? And it's like, well, because Jess Sims asked him the worst question I've ever heard somebody ever ask. It, It started like a normal interview where it's like, Hey, what did you learn about your team today? You said you're going to live and learn. What'd you learn about him? So Cal, he does his spiel. We fought hard. We withstood. So, but give Arkansas credit. They're a talented team. And he just goes, he, he does the, the Arkansas thing. Like, Hey, this is a good team. And then she asked the question. She followed it up, says, what do you have to say about their coach? Coach must put on a huge performance tonight as well. You must be proud as someone who's coached alongside him for so many years. What? Oh, oh, that was so awkward. Cal just like looked at her and he said, can you say that again? <laughs> I was like, that, that, yeah. oh, Jess, Jess, uh, she's, she, whew, this is tough. Real that's, tough. you got the, you got the wrong man. That's, that's tough. That is, that's awkward. So what, how, what happened? He just said, yeah, they're a good team. <laughs> like it was, it was just like, please get me out of here. It was. Ooh, who, did he, who, who was he thinking? Who did Muscleman work for for a long time? I I don't know. I I don't. I I have no idea. She just and she spoke it really fast. Like it was definitely a well. I got to follow this up with something he said, but I don't really know what to say. So I'm just going to talk really fast. It was. Yeah, it was just. It was bad. It was bad. Hmm. Also, That's, why would you be proud of a coach that you just beat and they played awful? Like they, Arkansas stinks. I don't know. It was, uh, it's cringe, as the kids like to say. Well, UK's jerseys weren't. I love those jerseys. Nice. Oh to yeah, see they're them. great. I, I love like the, the. I didn't like them. Of them. Well, that's good. That's all good. the confirmation I need how good they were. Yeah. Yep, they're a great uniform. Then that's that's what we need to know. What, what, was, also your, what the, was your issue with them, Scoots? I just it didn't. When I was watching, it just didn't feel like traditional Kentucky which there's there's very there's very few schools that I will watch that I'm expecting a certain jersey and so when I tuned in and I saw the white stripe going across the bottom of the shorts yeah I just I didn't like it wasn't a big fan Patino 
as a coach, loves to change up the uniforms every single year. Um, he did that at U of L. He did the same thing at UK. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why. But I, I enjoy them. Uh, the '90s throwbacks. Also enjoyed the the Reed and Jeff dunks at Bud Walton. That that was a nice little bit of nostalgia there for us. Uh, although, did you notice that Jeff got teed up for that dunk? Terrible call. That is terrible. I didn't. I did not know that for hanging on the rim. Terrible. Yeah, call. that's awful. Uh, all right. Well, let's take our last commercial break. We'll come back. We'll get into the Thornton's text line. Talk a little bit more about UK's win, but ginormous week for Kentucky basketball. We'll, we'll turn our attention to that definitely tomorrow, but uh, maybe a little bit here in this last segment. Florida, it's rivalry week. Florida and Tennessee coming to Rupp Arena. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Rose, Justin Gay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I am king of forwards. It's how I like to do business. Everybody joking around. We're like friends. I am Chandler and Joey and uh, Pam is Rachel and Dwight is Kramer. Roush, I want to tell you why Shady Rays is surprisingly, a lot of people may not think about this for Valentine's Day, but it is a three-level gift-giving option for Valentine's Day. Can I tell you why? Um, Because nothing's more romantic than having your sunglasses on while looking at other women? No, I... Doing an original, creative Shady Rays ad, just something different than the normal. And now, in the same <laughs> episode of Kentucky Roll check. Call, you reference smashing mice against walls. Now you're talking about having peeper shades. <laughs> you know, just I want to keep you on your toes. You had something prepared. I'm just seeing how no, dynamic I'm saving you are. It. I'm saving it for tomorrow if I remember to do it. It's it's the moment's gone. It's lost. If you want to find the three reasons why Shady Rays is actually good for Valentine's Day, you'll just have to tune into Kentucky Roll Call tomorrow. But Paper besides that, sounds so like that. That you're you're giving sunglasses a bad name there. That's what you just described. No, they're just they're sunglasses. They're doing forty percent off for Valentine's Day with the code VDay forty, but you get forty percent off with the Big X every day. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they if they, if you can stack your promo codes at Shady Rays. I would probably guess you probably can't. Although another wallet company, uh, sometimes you can you can stack discount codes. But I don't know if you can at Shady Rays or not. But the Big X promo code will take care of you with the forty percent one way or another. They've got replacement pair promises. They help feed hungry folks all across America. Polarized sunglasses company that started right here in Kentucky. But if you're wanting to find out the three reasons why they actually make good Valentine's Day gifts. For any level of relationships, you'll just have to tune in to Kentucky Roll Call tomorrow. Well, tune in. I love that you call it Valentine's. Valentine's. I don't say times. I say times. Valentine's. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. 
does come off like Valentine's a lot of times. That's just my that's just my Highlands accent growing up in the Highlands. <laughs> the the Linden the Linden you, dialect. Yeah, you mix the Linden twang with my my Highlands drawl, and it it turns into a mess. Shouldn't so. it be Ling, Linden lingo? No, you would think. <laughs> You would think, but no, it's not. Uh, lingo. All right, let's get to the Thornton's text line. I figure we just started from the bottom. We'll work our way up. Okay, works for me. Uh, boo, pig, fooey. That place. They uh, are so. They are so bad. I wonder how many conference games they'll win. What was up with the uh, Devo, Devo Davis? Step, he just stepped quit away. the team. Yeah. I mean, Mus is. Who? It's tough. I don't know, he, he, things are falling apart on him. So if Louisville wants him, I'm sure he'll be eager to get the hell out of there because things are really, really, really crumpling on him. Yeah, I mentioned that on Saturday too. Like, I, I do think, shouldn't this just be like, hey, Mus, you swung and missed in the portal. That can happen. Sometimes it can happen with recruits as well. Like, shouldn't this just be his, like, you get a pass year? I, you, I think it's almost like a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah. Uh, he's gotten out of the first weekend every year that he's been the coach at Arkansas. This is going to be the first year that not only is he going to miss the tournament, but that that he hasn't made it out of the first weekend. And really, I, as a head coach, this is going to be his first year not making the tournament since his first year at Nevada back in 15-16. So he, he's been, he has been pretty good. You're, you're correct, but a lot of it is how much of his must stuff is turning into a problem in roster building because he's developing a reputation of a guy who overpromises and underdelivers, and uh, like how how much of that is a problem on him getting players in the future? Because you're right, this could just be a one off. And you know what? If you're going to rely so heavily on the transfer portal, that's definitely going to happen. You just sign the wrong free agents for a year, things go haywire. But the reason they were so good last year, they had bunch of nba guys right they you know turns out nba talent well like and they kind of have like a 14 uk team where it's like you got super talent but man that regular season so this is two straight regular underwhelming regular seasons for arkansas so that's a good point if you look at it that way and then in the tournament though they they got a little hot now they lost in the sweet 16 it wasn't like a deep tournament run like the national championship game like uk did in 14 but they also they changed the narrative a little bit in the postseason because they weren't one and done in the tournament, but it was a bad regular season. What were they seated going in? Uh, I don't remember they exactly what they were seated, but they eight. had like 13 losses or something. I think they were on the bubble for a good bit of the year. Didn't they beat a one seed to get to the Sweet 16? Oh, were they the eight seed that beat whoever? Yeah. It was uh, – They were an eight seed. To... Yeah, and they, but that, that was pretty good eight seed. Let me, I, I got to pull it up here. And they beat the – Gosh, that yeah, I, uh, but I'm pretty sure they were an eight seed. Was that they, the year they beat Duke? Mm, no, I don't know why it's so hard to find a bracket for this stuff. <laughs> it's gonna. It's also right, go to the, go to the next text. I'll I'll get it pulled up. We'll get okay, it all. You get it. Up. You get it pulled up. I'll read the next text that says, "Come to Louisville and do the show from Swift on Arkansas ESPN Game Days." I don't understand that at all. Uh, will the surprise betting expert be Gil? 
they beat Kansas. They had the the upset over Kansas. It was a good time. We were all really happy about that. But then they ran into UConn, and UConn was just a machine in the tournament last year. So, okay, glad to – boy, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah, I don't know. We we really laid an egg there. Um, yeah, is is Gil – would you call Gil a betting expert, Scoots? Uh, whatever the opposite of an expert is, that is what Gil is in regards to gambling. Okay, good to know. What good about, like, know. playing poker? Uh, more bad than good, but although, I mean, poker is one of those games. If you've just got a little bit of luck, if you can just get a few hands of cards, you can be okay. But nah, he's not great at poker either. I'd whoop him for what it's worth. The texture says, nah, Robin Reed with the three bigs, threes and tip ins and maybe some law practice. Okay. I could go fun. for that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fans aren't being logical. If it was contagious, he wouldn't be on the bench. If it was food poisoning or some other gastrointestinal thing, he was sitting there besides his teammates. Well, yeah, some of the food I, poisoning I've had, I would not want to be near my teammates. Yeah. I just like my thought is just like how, like, maybe you're that fatigued where you just can't, like, you can't get up and down the court without, like, being gassed. So maybe that was it. That, that would make more sense. You, you, you pooped all of your electrolytes out. Yeah, I, I if he couldn't go, it is what it is. But again, UK opens themselves up to this stuff, Texter. Like you're you're probably right. I, I usually default to the thing that makes the most sense. But what if what if he had missed curfew the night before and UK says, you know what, we've got zero tolerance on this and you just have to sit out this game? We'll 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 say it's just you got a, a bug or something like that. Never, they're gonna never. protect their kids, they're gonna protect their draft stock if there's issues. They're going to try to hide that. They they have a history of all this stuff, so they open themselves up to it a little bit. Again, I, I'm sure it. I'm sure we. I hope that we see him Wednesday, and it's going to be nothing, and this isn't going to be a big thing. But when you go over ten years, 15, now coming up on fifteen, however long it's been, of doing this, people are going to second guess what it actually yeah. is. It's just that's and the reality John, of it. John Calipari wrote in his book that he'll lie about this stuff purposefully to cover for kids so and and again i i don't i don't think that that's the case i have no reason to think necessarily that's exactly what's going on but it is what it is why are fans trying to start stuff about drama and locker room problems on this team just because we had two bad games because it's just something that happens yeah yeah i don't don't think it's a fans of fans this fan base blah blah blah. it's like dude go to an alabama message board go to uh, like that it's it's college fans like people are passionate like that's what it's okay. It's not like this fan base is toxic or anything. Like, no, it's we've had two bad games. We're looking for answers, and when when you can't find any, then you you start you start looking for stuff. It's all right. And the shots in the in the first half, they were good looks. It was good offense for the most part. They just needed to fall. Uh, they needed to go in. So the people that want to say, yeah, those shots will they'll drop more times than not. That I'm not worried about it. The offense looked good. That's totally fair. But then if you want to take where where I kind of go to more likely that uh, just I don't think it's going to be a big issue. I don't think it's something to worry about each and every night. But just the fact that it did happen once means it can happen again, and really it's happened more than once. That that worries me a little bit. But yeah, the offense looked fine. Those shots aren't going to miss more times than not. It's just a little concerning that it did happen. Uh, Kirby it's- says at some point Lamar just needs to embrace what makes him elite. He's an elite running quarterback and a mediocre passer. Run the dang ball. The best scat back to ever play quarterback, says Kirby. Oh, you better hope the uh, UL fans don't listen to you. Lamar is truly a Louisville man. Can't win the big one. Oh, 
Is that was that a part of the sheriff? I know he tried to scrub it from the internet, but that had to be in there, right? A Louisville man can't win the big one. I, you know, I don't think that part was in there. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to double check just to confirm, but I'm not sure if it was. Yeah, I'm happy I don't have to worry about Lamar winning a Super Bowl. I w- I watched the game Roush at like my U of L Ravens fans group watch party. I can't believe I was invited. Did you? Uh... Were you obnoxious during? No, I I was it, probably even worse. I was like, you know, oh my gosh, can't believe that! Oh, an interception! What? He's like, the girls, the, there, the girls were there. The girls were there too. So like, you know, when like my wife was cheering for Lamar, understandably so, but she'd be like, go 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 go, and then it'd be like an interception, and I'd just be like, oh my gosh, what the heck? Oh, I don't think they suspected a the, thing. The Vins couldn't get it done. Poor Vins. There's always next year for the Vins, as the rest of the AFC should be healthy. Hopefully, I, I, I think that was his chance. I think the stars had a line for him, but thank you to Taylor Swift. Scooch, <laughs> can you just hit hit the when the devil comes, he tries to get you to drop for me. After the drop, that's what I'm talking about. Have a great week, fellas. Oh, did you already play it? The devil come try to get me gonna praise the Lord. There you go. Well, I think Scooch maybe played it. Good. I, I just now played it, yeah. Oh, okay. It hadn't been played in the show up until then? Uh, Not to my knowledge, no. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I misread the text. Roush was right. Dual threats don't win Super Bowls. Only QB can be considered as Russ Wilson in 13 and 14. Lamar will never win one, just like Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and whoever else you consider a scrambler. It's almost like quarterbacks have to be able to throw the ball effectively for long periods instead of just taking off. Anyways, thought I'd let you all in on a fact that people don't want to face. Well, weirdly enough, though, Brock Purdy, you know, he won it with his legs. Yeah, he did. He had only three fewer rushing yards than Lamar Jackson yesterday, which is crazy. And then, <laughs> you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't really a scrambling quarterback, but he he's done all right, too. Yeah, I mean, the, like, I love all the people piling on, uh, but, like, also, he's pretty good at throwing the football, too. Oh, he got – he yeah, this – I agree. He, yeah. he, threw, uh, he had two he, games he, where he was just dropping it in buckets – left and right, but he will make mistakes. I just think, I think Lamar mentally has some issues. I, I think that's the, that oh, is the, when he the threw his helmet, matter. like after that one interception in the end zone, you're like, yeah, he, there's, there's something there where I think he's an emotional player. And I think sometimes those emotions can make him do some insanely fun things to see. Like when, when he caught that ball, you thought he was gone. I did. Like when he, people <laughs> he a 13 yard pass to himself. <laughs> and you thought he was gone. Oh like it looked God. like you know once he kind of started taking off that nobody was going to be able to catch him but i but i also think emotionally sometimes he'll press a little bit and try to do a little too much and then try to force things looking for that like insane crowd moment and uh it can it can bite him in the butt and when you try to do too much sometimes you hold on to the ball a little too long and then you fumble it in a game that you're a 28 point favorite in and then your rival team gets the ball back and they go about i don't know roush for about 40 yards set up about a 52-yard field goal, and sometimes that field goal goes in. Bada boom, bada bam. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Lamar Jackson shut down Lamar Jackson yesterday. Nobody defends him better than him. 
I hope you all cashed in on your bets because I'm disgusted, heartbroken, and honestly kind of embarrassed. I live bet the Lions money line oh, at minus 380 no. when they were up 24 to 7. I thought there was a negative chance Brock Purdy could possibly come back, not to mention teams are 21 and 0 went up 17 at halftime. I may have to quit gambling after that disaster. Yeah, I, I mean, just first, for first what though? For pennies. You, why would you bet a team minus 380 on the money line? 340, like, but or 380, you're right. Yeah, like that just you're why? Like that's stupid. That's just stupid. It's one thing, like I, I hedged, I made a hedge because I bet the Ravens pregame, and I was like, the Chiefs are they got this thing on cruise control and got a bit minus six and a half. Um, and you know, I kind of had to sweat that one out a little bit, but like I, I got it at positive juice, so like the I just don't understand. There's no, there's no, you're only going to lose there. The bet you make is on the 49ers when they're down 24 7, right, Scoots? Like, that's the whole, you're betting for a big comeback and you might get some great juice on it. I was so mad I didn't place a bet on the Niners. Oh. Yeah. And, and I just had the, like, I was, I did the thing too where I'm not hedging because I had the Lions pregame. It's like, we're there. Come on, Lions, get it home. And they just, ah, oh, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Have Our you all thought, Oh, or go ahead. No, I can't. I I I was going to miss this text, and it's a great text. Have you all thought Scooch sounds like Kermit for a long time? So can we now refer to Scooch and Gill's place as the Lily Pad? (laughs) I don't think that's manly enough, though. I mean, neither of us would take a mouse out of the trap yesterday. So do we deserve a manly name at this point? All the rooms are designated by man. It's a bachelor pad. Uh, Yeah, good point. What about we now name them the mice room? We we can call it the lily pad until you all start to properly take care of your mouse problem. The That's another issue. Just... Like, should we get to the root of the problem? Why are you all getting mice in your house? You leaving food out? I mean, I think it's probably just the whole wintertime thing. They're cold. They need somewhere warm to go. But are you leaving food out? No. You leaving okay. doors open, windows? No. I mean, you, you like to you, you talk about what? how I'll sleep with my window open all night. I bet the mice were living in the shed, but the groundhog scared them out. Kicked them out. Well, they're like, get out of here. You know, when that one took off last night, I'm pretty sure he was running towards the shed, right towards the groundhog. So they might have got them. Medical attention. They might have got them a nice midnight (laughs) snack. Groundhogs helped win this country the Civil War. (laughs) A texture says, our four guard skill sets complement each other so well, we suddenly look like a lot less dynamic when one is out. Well, especially when. You just Rob has a way of just creating chaos that defenses don't know how to react and it gets somebody just wide open. And when, when there's a stalemate, his energy just really amplifies it gets everything going. Yeah, he can create something out of nothing. So when nothing's working, it's nice to have a little something in Rob. You can you can quote me on that one. Okay, I'll quote a, te- a texter says, rolling down the street, smoking on Yinzo, sipping on gin and juice. I thought Good that was job. hilarious. What, and nobody what a great that it just well done. Great job. Great job, Texter. Rolling down the street, smoking on Yinzo, sipping on gin and juice. Yeah, and whatever that what what would they call it? Endo? That was like the like there there was like some nineties weed slang that was very short lived. Um uh, because Nelly has it in Ride With Me, too. Smoking Indo or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, weird, weird weed slang there. 
Bradshaw has been so underwhelming this year. Very surprising. Just, he just can't play the college game. Wagner, Bradshaw, Edwards, all of our highest ranked recruits. Eight points, all Wagner, five boards, five assists. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, those clutch guys. And again, you got to take in consideration sometimes when we're talking lineups, like Cal probably had, you know, he'll say, I don't make promises. I won't promise you starting. But he also doesn't want to completely burn bridges with, with people and future players potentially. So I do think sometimes when you see the Edwards stuff, I think part of that may be like, hey, I'm not giving up on your all sky, just so you know. And the same may apply with Bradshaw, but it's going to be interesting if he's just got to go away from both of them, which very well could potentially be the case. I'll say it again, Mr. Edwards, you're now a Husky. Rob Doster, don't hop on the All-American train now. Suck it. He was defending Antonio Reeves when everybody's kind of going nuts about Dalton Connect. He was yeah. defending Reeves, which I'll, good for you, Rob Doster. Reeves is the... Which is it's kind of crazy that the top three scores in the SEC were all mid-major transfers. Reeves, Connect, and uh, Sears at Alabama. Which, that's kind of the that's the future of college basketball is kind of your mid-majors and your power five. It's kind of like a JV varsity sort of deal. But yeah. JV can go against varsity, and every so often JV beats varsity. It, which it, it can happen. Mentioned Alabama and Tennessee. They're at the top of the table now. Big suck it to Auburn. Like, what a bunch of frauds. They get in the top 10 because they play nobody. They finally go on the road in the SEC. They lose two games. Uh, one was a rivalry that was close, but Mississippi State um, just took care of business. Really beat them down. So, big old suck it to uh, Auburn. A win on the road and a low-scoring game, I'll take it. It was nice to see them win ugly. Let's just yeah. get the offense back to humming, though. Oh, yeah. Great, yeah. great, great point. That needs the to biggest thing I learned on Saturday was the anti Cal contingent is very big on the internet. People saying the bigs ruin the flow and that Cal ruins teams through the season as if he was responsible for starting one of 13 on shooting. It's also, uh, yeah, there's uh, a lot of people that don't like Cal and they won't, they won't waste time to get on him if they have an opportunity. That's just, it's been that way for, for several years though. And I'm glad he mentioned on the internet too, because that watched the game with a group of friends. Um, that was a lot of fun. So I was less online. And uh, Derek Terry even stopped by, popped in. And, what? You're hanging out with Derek Terry on the weekends? Oh, yeah. Hanging out with Derek Terry. He was in town. Uh, so he came and stopped by. Uh, I can't even think of how you all, what group of people you two would run around with that you all would know one another. Well, it was just he was in Louisville and looking to watch the game with somebody while his girlfriend was with her friend. Derek her Terry son. wouldn't reach out to me? His Former coworker, friend. Well, yeah, I guess not enough. Too much. Can't have two Terry's in one spot. He probably time. knew I was very popular, busy, had a bunch going on, fancy dinners that, and the such. That's what it was. But when you're watching it together with people, there is like anxiety. But people are so much like the real world isn't as nearly as like ah, Carol, Carol. You know, like it's just mm. people aren't dissecting the lineups as much as just like when Justin Edwards catches the ball in transition and just doesn't do anything. And you're like, Oh gosh, what is, what's wrong? Depends. With depends who you run around with. I've heard, I've heard some Cal haters in, in real life, but Ooh, you to lose your friends then. are you doing, are you doing yeah. Rutherford today? That is the plan. Although I really have a lot to do today. I, so I'm sitting here thinking about it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I think there's some mice at the hotel. That's, well, that's it's going to be a hilarious point. day. Yeah, uh, he's he's going to be dead inside. So, Scoots, you want to be there? For that's that. that, that's, that's kind of like, why I don't. Body. That's kind of why I don't want to do it. I mean, he, no, he's going to have gonna, a ton to talk about, and it's going to be such a sad show. I don't know if I can deal with that for three hours. Scoots, you got to be the the shining light who like says he's well, the mouse. You got to you got to you got to put out of his misery. Yeah, let me throw him against the wall. 
this is this is your redemption. But uh, I will say, he did say last week, he was like, if just the Ravens win, then it'll take a lot of pressure because then I'll at least have somebody <laughs> in the Super Bowl to yeah. watch. And they lose both of them. Although I will say this, he was wearing his gear yesterday. He had his like J- Lamar shirt and stuff like that. But his, he had his Lamar jersey next to a Lions shirt that said, I like the Lions before it was cool. I don't know. I just thought it was a little ironic next to his Lamar Jackson Ravens jersey. <laughs> <laughs> a little ironic. Yeah. But so, a big a big healthy suck it to Rutherford. You can join the loser's couch with all of our other NFL yeah. teams. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more. Kentucky, it's a huge basketball week. We'll read more texts that we didn't get to today. Thanks for sending them in. Sending them in. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Caleb. <laughs>